is the Flabbergasted Podcast, where we just can't believe you haven't seen it. Every episode, we discuss a movie that one of us has seen and the other hasn't. Follow us on Instagram at FlabberPod and subscribe in your podcast app of choice. I'm your host, Jessica. Let's get to it. Today, we're talking about Men in Black, a 1997 action adventure comedy sci-fi film starring Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones and directed by Barry Sonnenfeld field Seinfeld. Mm, there's an extra N in there. Sondheim. No. Okay. So Rogi, you had never, this movie was never even really on your radar. I'm sure. No, I mean, I've definitely been in blacks, I think is really famous. And you know, you see there's memes of them like with the sunglasses on holding the neuralizer things. And, um, was it on your it, radar? I just missed it somehow before the one came out with Thor and Valkyrie. Yeah? Oh yeah. Mo- okay. even, honestly, probably more so. I mean, like I never heard anyone be like, wow, what a good movie. The newest <laughs> men in black. So, I mean, I think it it's, it's kind of one of those, it's almost like ET and, um, something from like the nineties that had like cultural resonance into the, the early mid two thousands, like references to it. I knew there, I knew there was a dog, a talking dog, I think. Um, yes. Us coming in with the, with the dogs mm-hmm, in the movies. Mm-hmm. This dog lives no problem. Uh, unlike, uh, no country for old men. <laughs> <laughs> this dog does just fine. Yeah. I don't know why, uh, this I mean, when I would have, I mean, I was six when it came out or five or whatever. Um, but then over those next few years, when you would have, when you'd think that we would have rented it and watched it at home or something, my dad was just renting black and white and silent films and stuff from the library. And like, I just, I didn't, there's like a whole 10 year gap of like pop culture stuff that I just never got to see. I'm pretty sure that I saw this in theater with my cousin mm-hmm. Holly and my sister. Maybe. Like I'm like ninety eight percent certain. Um, was it like it was like a blockbuster? I'm sure. I'm sure. I think it did really well, right? Oh yeah, I think so. I, my mom may have gone with us. It was definitely you have Tommy Lee Jones coming in for pretty much everybody who likes Tommy Lee Jones, and then you had the younger people coming in for Will Smith and his comedic presence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Will Smith was like really on a heater at that point. I mean, not, this is not long after Independence Day and not long before Wild Wild West. Yes. Um, and he's doing his rapping and he's got, he's got fresh prints. Yeah. And I'm sure there's something else I'm up. missing. I robot a couple years after this. Um, probably more than a couple. Really? But yeah. I robot later than 2001. I'm looking it up right now because 2004. So. Wow. Yeah. All right. Quite quite a bit. Okay. So you texted me during the credits and you're like, oh my gosh, these are really long credits. It was a big opening credit scene. I mean, the music was good. Uh, Just really emphasizing the whole bug aspect. I did not realize it was going to be a big bug movie. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. I did write down like while we were watching it this time. This is something I I always thought the beginning was cool, right? But the credits are really interesting with like the really thin letters mm-hmm. and the music. And I wrote down, I actually said it to Jeremy when we were rewatching it, sort of reminds me of Beetlejuice. 
And Jeremy's like, yeah, it's Danny Elfman. I'm like, did he do the music for Beetlejuice? And so I just looked it up. And by the way, he did do the music for Beetlejuice and Men in Black. And you're shaking your head because you don't know Beetlejuice. I, I know it, but you I've know, not seen it. Okay. Yeah. So That's I'm shaking my head because we should have chained this with Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice month next month. Winona Ryder. Yeah, Winona Ryder. And um, Catherine. Michael Keaton is from the first um, Spider-Man movie. Batman. I well, haven't seen yes. any of those. Yes, technically, yes, he's, he's also Vulture. in Spider-Man. He plays Vulture. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! And Kevin McAllister's mom, Catherine McAllister O'Hara. I don't know. For Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Home Alone. Mm-hmm. His mom. Okay. Do you know her? I've seen Home Alone. Okay. So you know his mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of. She's, she's hilarious. She's, she's not like in Home Alone that much. Home Alone is about the Kevin by himself, and there's like three like fifteen second scenes of them like trying of to the pack up the other the kids. Yeah, yeah, there's not a lot of Kevin's she's mom. She's hilarious. She's in that as well, and I can't remember who the dad is in that movie. Anyways, we've totally gone off. Beetlejuice and Men in Black, same music guy. Yeah, I've heard of Danny Elfman. Okay, so that made me feel good that I connected the two, but you didn't realize this was going to be a bug movie. Correct. And then my question was, what did you think was going to happen to this bug that we're following through the night? Because it's very intense. I like, thought it was going to be an alien. Yeah. I thought he was going to be an alien bug. And turned out there was a whole different alien bug. And then he just splats and bam, we're good. Yeah. I was like, kind of, I was paying attention to it. And then I was just like, oh, Vincent D'Onofrio's in this. And yeah. I was like, this bug is still on. The-. Like, I thought we were going to follow a mosquito. And then we were going to follow a bird. And we were going to follow a couple different things. Right. But then we just kept following the mosquito. And I got bored with the mosquito. So we get to, I just want to, the beginning is like really sets you up. There's a roadblock of cops and it's illegal aliens. Yeah. But not the extraterrestrial aliens. Right. That's my first note is that I saw the pun coming. Yes. Like I know enough about men in black to know that it's about aliens. And so when you, when you have, when you're talking about immigration, it's like, okay, this is what's happening here. So anything fun about that whole sequence? Um, it was like very 90, very nineties. At this point I was still not sure. Like, is this a comedy? Is it yeah. an action movie? Um, I mean, obviously they have like their explosive alien guns or whatever. Um, and so I was just kind of like, what's going to happen here? I mean, I thought it was okay. My first, I mean, obviously let's like, let's get out of the way. D is, was a liability. It yeah. made sense. They had to cut him. He's, <laughs> he falls down and he fumbles with his gun. It's like, okay, you fumble with your gun. And then they cut, he's like, D let's go. He cut back to him. He's just still fumbling the same way. You're like, come on, man. Like yeah. you gotta be better than that. You can't be letting Tommy Lee Jones down here. What did you think about Tommy Lee Jones as Agent K? Like, is that a good, you're like, mm-hmm. I buy it. I like him. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, Rachel immediately noted that he, she goes, he's already so old, but he's so much younger than he is now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he still, he still had, he still had it enough. I mean, they made a big show about how much Will Smith was running around compared to Tommy Lee Jones. Was it was like, oh, purposely like taking shortcuts or getting in the car or whatever. He was like, I'm not going to run around smarter, like that. Not yes, harder, exactly. Buddy. Let's just see. I'm curious the age difference between Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. At that point, Will Smith couldn't have been more than 30, right? 28, 1997. I'm looking this up right now. On my phone, Rogi has his laptop. Who's going to get there first? 22. Will Smith was born in 1968. Jeremy's going to get there first. So he was 29. For our listeners at home. 
with 22 years apart. There's 20. <laughs> I bet Jeremy has a whole app that just lets him type in two celebrities' names. It tells you how far apart they are in age. <laughs> okay, yeah, I agree. Tommy Lee Jones was definitely older, but yeah, way younger than he is now. 15 minutes into this movie, you've already happened upon three storylines. I guess that's true. You've got Will Smith sprinting after the cephalopoid. You've got Tommy Lee Jones introduced. And then you've got um, the bug Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Was he still supposed to look like Vincent D'Onofrio after he got into the skin suit? So I have a whole thing about that. It's crazy. Well, we should just do it then because like, I don't know what's going on there. Okay, so he looks like Vincent D'Onofrio, but then... Kind of. Maybe like a very young, fresh Vincent D'Onofrio. Are you talking about when he was still alive? Like yes. when he cocks his gun and stuff? Yes. Oh yeah, he did. No, he he did at that point, yeah. Very young, very fresh. And then, which by the way, I thought it was funny. The only thing that pulls its weight around here is my truck. Yeah. Bam, the truck's gone. Just which, some casual as I'm watching verbal this domestic movie, violence. I'm remembering like all of the, all these one-liners in there. That's just amazing. I still reference those today. So he looks all nice and fresh. The bug eats him, which mm-hmm. we don't actually know that he eats him. He basically like attacks him and drags him down into the mm-hmm. hole. And sucks out everything but his skin. Yeah. And he still kind of like looks like Vincent D'Onofrio, but kind the of. makeup is kind of off. It's off. So I don't know if that was prosthetics. Yeah. If it was just like, I don't know how they did it, but they made him look enough like him, but not like him. And then he's like doing his herky jerky, like broken bone thing the whole time when he walks yes. around. And so it's like, is this all CGI? Is this actually Vincent D'Onofrio? Which makes me think he's pretty good at this. If he's, yeah. If, if he's, he's doing, doing if he's doing what if I was actually a bunch of bugs and like purposely doing that physicality, yeah, that's interesting. But I, I, I was like, is it, is this like animatronic? Is this like a I Chuck mean, E. Cheese situation? Honestly, when he pulls his face mm-hmm. back and he's like, there, is that better? Mm-hmm. Like, that's obviously CG. Yeah. But the rest of the time, I mean, that's definitely his voice because you can hear it. He's doing a thing yeah. with his voice. You can yeah. hear him, but also the thing. So, yeah, that's my whole thing. And then Very I also confusing. know the further along we get in the movie, the worse his skin yeah, just degrades. is starting to like mm-hmm. degrade. Yeah. And just, it's all like blotchy and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Which I think is, is something I never noted before this. I didn't fully understand. There's always bugs coming out of his like sleeves and stuff. Yeah. But he is not a bunch of bugs in a trench coat. He's right. one giant, like strong cockroach bug thing. That comes out of the end and eats Tommy yes. Lee Jones and the guns and stuff. Let's not jump ahead because I have points so, about that. <laughs> so like he just has a bunch of his little dudes in his sleeves with him for some reason. Yeah. Or they just like him and they feel like he it's attracts a safe... them as he moves throughout New York City. Well, maybe they just hopped on when he killed the exterminator guy. They're just That's like, true. oh, this is a safe place. Let's just crawl up these little pant yeah. legs. Yeah, it took me a while because they called him Bug. It took me a while to connect that with like him driving around the exterminator, like pest to be gone or whatever van. Yeah. And like that was trying to be like a joke, you know, because he is a bug, but he's playing an exterminator or whatever. Oh, our peanut gallery says maybe it's a hive mind kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he's literally an alien. Well, it's in like an Ant-Man situation, right? It's like he reaches out to all the cockroaches around him, except it's just grosser than Ant-Man. 
No, okay, maybe. So the neuralizer came out quickly. Yeah. Like I was expecting it to be a little more of a like, okay, let's hold out. Like everyone knows this is coming. It's been in the trailer. And no, it came out like really soon. Yes. And it strikes me how often they use it. Yeah. Now you really understand when he's like talking later about you're going to give her brain cancer. and. Because yeah, they use it all the time. He doesn't try hard at all to utilize any other sort of like soft, like person to person techniques to like avoid situations where you would have to use it. He just goes into every situation with the plan being, I'm going to neuralize them. Yes. So I can just do whatever pretty heavy handedly. Yeah. I always thought that was interesting too. And this is one of the the favorite references we always bring back, you know, light refracted off of mm-hmm. swamp gas and mm-hmm. caused an explosion or whatever. That's, yeah. that's the flashy thing you saw. Yeah. You always make references to that, but yeah, he breaks that out pretty quickly and there's no, this is obviously thinking too hard about this, but days, months, years, that's not a lot of detail. You're just completely wiping their memory for the day. That's what you're doing. Is it days, months, years? Is that the quote I at the end? I didn't know said. if it was like minutes months years or something because days is too the days being the smallest one is too heavy yeah that's too much so we're just wiping out your whole day and then we're gonna tell you what happened yeah but you don't have a bunch of articles news articles of people being like i just lost this whole point of time in my day and i don't know what happened I mean, I guess like I can't you know, remember your, your brain sort events. of like reconstructs it. Oh, he told me this. So I guess like, you know, maybe I have a fuzzy memory of it, but it's, it's not clear how it works. Like when's the cutoff for how long you can sit there and explain to them what the memory right. was Before like when they get to over. Edgar's wife and they're just going you and know going what? and going. You kicked him out. Yeah. 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 So does she have two memories? Mm-hmm. One of K's and one of J's or just yeah, J's? Do they go together or? It was definitely a big movie for let's give, let's put Will Smith in a wacky situation and kind of clear out and let him be Fresh Prince of Bel-Air yeah. and let him, let him Will Smith and just like be funny and just kind of like in a way that isn't necessarily like advancing the plot, but just like giving him a 30 second kind of bit to do. Yes. We definitely have to suspend disbelief a little bit or yes. a lot of it. Yes. Maybe. Okay. So next thing I have is this note And I actually, I don't know why I have it here because it's actually, it should have been later on in the movie, but um, Will Smith is keeping his gun tucked into his tied shirt that is around his waist. And I don't care who you are. If you know anything about gun safety, you are not doing that. I didn't understand his outfits at all. (laughs) I was like, is he wearing, it was like an orange prison jumpsuit, but he was wearing the shirt part around his, his waist. So like, yeah. Was he undercover in prison? No, it that definitely was, was not a prison jumpsuit. It was but more windbreaky type material. The first one was orange. It was definitely orange. Who wears orange when you're not in prison? People in the nineties and Phoenix 80s. Suns. <laughs> Aren't they purple? Yeah. Purple and orange. It oh, purple and orange. Yeah. yeah. Those are their two colors. Points for me. The only, <laughs> the only sports reference I'm going to get. What, what sport is it? It's basketball. There you go. Very good. So two. Um, anyways, that really annoyed me. There's no way mm-hmm. to secure your gun there mm-hmm. and, and you're going to tie your jacket mm-hmm. tighter. No, it's just. I was concerned for him because like he had, it was a good thing he had his dog tags on because he's just sprinting around waving a gun through the streets of New York. Yeah. Like as a black man. As a black like man. that's, 
you know, and then he, he, but his superior officer is also black. And so I was like, this is just not part of our concern here, I guess. Cause then he jumps off the overpass and that's the first quote I wrote down is it just be, it rain, just be raining black, black people, people in New York. York. Like yeah. and he, he delivers it like pretty dryly too. And just kind of keeps going. Yeah. You don't see anyone's reaction to it. I thought that was good. That was maybe my favorite line. And he really wanted that chase too, because I got tired just watching him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that guy was like flying and he, instead of being like, oh, well, I can't catch him. He just like actually yeah. kept pursuing And my him, yeah. knees were hurting so bad. I know I'm getting old when I see people mm-hmm. jump from high distances and I'm like, oh, your knees. Yeah, yeah. Because even jump, even with the bus being there, jumping off an overpass like that, is, it's like, that's scary and stuff. And come on, like nobody's crap was sitting in the middle of that right. bus aisle. He jumped off blindly. That was not a good call. That was wild. He's, he's lucky. So he, yeah, and he's just in great shape. Like this has got to be like right at his peak, like physically. I mean, I guess Independence Day, he has his shirt off more in that one, where he's down to just like an undershirt. But I think that his for him to be strength in these movies are probably more endurance versus mm-hmm. muscle, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's not doing a whole lot of muscly things. Yeah, that's more. Um, oh, what's it called? Um, the one where he's the last guy in New York and his, he's with his dog. I am, I am legend. legend. That's more yeah. I am legend where he's like jacked, but in these he's more cut. Yeah. I love when he goes into the place, into the headquarters. We, we skipped the Tony Shalhoub thing. Do you want to chat about that? Um, all I had was classic good cop, alien cop. Yeah. And when he's walking out, I'm going to be back about these Rolexes. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Love Tony Shalhoub. He looks so different because I'm used to he seeing did. him in. I didn't realize there was Tony Shalhoub yeah. until I saw it in the IMDb. Yeah. In Mrs. Maisel and. Monk. Monk. Mm-hmm. Right. It's he had totally his eyes. Different. He had like one of his eyes was lazy. Like that must have been a prosthetic or something. That was crazy. And he looks so young. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Okay. So Will Smith goes into headquarters and the first thing they do, and this is always one of my favorites, the best of the best of the best, sir. And they give him the little test and they're all trying to figure out how to write on it. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy and I were talking about this and I was like, I would just stand up and put my paper on the top of the egg. It's a yeah, hard egg wall. chair. Done. But anyways, he pulls the table over. This is another one of those things that we reference all the time. You, you want to get down on this? Um, love that. And I love, I appreciate now how he goes into the room and they're doing the shooting the mm-hmm. little shooting thing. And he shoots the the little girl. Not that I appreciate that he shot the little girl, but that he had to process. Okay. It's a movie, but in, in a real scenario, he had to process all of that quickly enough to come up with a viable excuse for shooting the little girl versus the aliens. Well, I thought I interpreted it as he was right, that he was the one that was doing it right. Because everyone else just goes in his firing, bam, 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 yeah. bam, 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 bam. And those are guys with names that they're shooting. It was very much because I was expecting everything to be a trick. I mean, obviously, the this the, all these scenes from the Kingsmen are taken from like this kind of thing mm-hmm. where someone's in a test that they don't know about and everyone else is more prepared than them. And it's the one person that's acting differently from all the others and stuff like that. And so I was just assuming that, oh, they per, they want someone that is going against the grain. They want someone that is going to think outside the box for these. Because you've got all of these other guys are the exact same cookie cutter mm-hmm. military guys. Um, but he's right. Why would a seven-year-old girl have quantum physics books? Right. And 
I like, I know, I know this is way too deep for this movie, but everybody else was just making an assumption based on the very first thing yeah. that they saw and they weren't thinking about it yeah. anymore. And at least he took a second to stop and think about, mm-hmm. like you said, why would this little girl have quantum physics? Books? Yeah. But along those lines, um, Zed talks to Kay and he's makes the comment, well, he's got a problem with authority and are you sure this is the guy that you want? So you were just saying that you think that's the guy that you watch, right? The guy that sticks out, does things a little differently, you know, and here you've got Zed saying like, I don't know about him. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, cause he's the Zed's the, you know, is the guy in a suit. Like he's going to be the stuffy guy. And then, so you need K to stick up for someone that's going to be more thinking outside the box yeah. for sure. Is this where we talk about rip torn as Zed? If you want sure. Because I think that this was a missed opportunity casting wise. I thought that rip torn was doing an impression of what John Goodman would have been doing as Zed. I think they need a they need a bigger either a bigger guy or an older guy, and I thought that John Goodman would have been perfect. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have never occurred to me at the time that they had miscast that, and even now, I think just because I've seen the movie so many times, yeah. it's hard for me to see somebody else in it. Really, but he is in the later movies, and it you might feel like he fits better. Yeah, because right, he'll have aged yeah. by then. Have you seen Community? Very, very little. Okay. John Goodman does a, is a like a dean or a vice dean of like one of the schools, and he's like you know in a suit and is very like lording over people. I mean, he's such a big guy that he has this like commanding presence, like automatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the tone of his voice, like the depth, how deep his voice is, I just thought would have worked really well. Yeah, but I the whole time I thought Rip Torn was a bad guy. Oh, interesting. The whole time. And especially at the end, I mean, we're jumping to, I'm going to jump to the end here really quickly. When they finally blow up the alien and um, Kay pulls out his weird little pencil phone thing and is like, Like we've got the galaxy, sir, blah, blah, blah. And he just goes, and he goes, okay, buddy. Like he doesn't even say like anything official. And I was like, oh, this something's wrong here. He's not. Oh, so even at the end, you're still thinking, this isn't it, there's more. When the credits and ran or like when it cut to when it did the flash forward to Kay's been neuralized mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, and he's the working with the doctor, the credits ran. I before that I'd been expecting there to be another twist where he was like holding the galaxy thing and was about to get away and they were all they were gonna have to stop him because he'd been orchestrating it the whole time. Oh, interesting. Yep. I thought he was I thought we were gonna zoom in, he was gonna have a little thing on his ear and he was gonna be like a rival faction of the Arquellians or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, and there's gonna be something inside of him. Interesting. I, I didn't trust never him. ever thought like that didn't even occur to me as a as a potential possibility. I feel but like again, if it was made now, they would have had to put in one more twist yeah. like that. And that could totally be because you're seeing it with now eyes mm-hmm. after seeing all of these other films that you've mm-hmm. seen. And I was seeing it with 1997 mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah. And to that point, and this may be something that we talk about more later, but, you know, in the very beginning, we were like action adventure comedy mm-hmm. right? and they don't really make adventure films anymore i mean like they're few and far between the yeah. mid mid budget like family adventure indiana jones type of thing um those are all marvel movies now or you know big budget like um uh, comic book movies that kind of stuff and 
where was I going with that? Yeah. So this kind of reminds me of like a proto Marvel movie. Yeah. This was like the this was like the, the first Ant Man. This was like an origin story Marvel movie. It was at that right scale where you are saving the world, but also it's just in this one city, and then it's going to blow up into a bigger. You know, the second one will be bigger stakes yeah. and stuff like that. So and and in that Marvel movie, there's definitely one of the older up guys in the, his organization that was actually a bad guy. Like there definitely would have been a twist. Yeah. It would have been half an hour longer, and there would have been a twist. Yeah. So interestingly enough, I don't know the exact information to support this claim, but I do know that Men in Black is or was a comic book. Really? It was a Marvel oh, comic book? Oh, it was book. Marvel. So is there any, and we'll turn to Jeremy here. I have to try to get on the other side of the mic. Is there any like producer connection? I mean, I didn't say Louis Desposito or Kevin Feige or anything on this, but I, I think I felt like the tone in a lot of ways um, spoke to or sort of informed. I mean, like the like Iron Man or those early Marvel movies, Captain America are calling back to a movie like this more than almost anything else. Captain America. He did say Captain America. That's true. The best of the best of the best. Sir, with honors. I just assumed that was more of like a everyone knows who Captain America is, just like pop culture reference type of thing. Like calling him Babe Ruth or something. Because of Fox something something or okay, if you couldn't hear, Men in Black was not originally a Marvel comic, but falls under their ownership. Interesting, the rights. Um, so definitely very eggsy. I was surprised that Kane neuralized him the first time after Tony Shalhoub. I was kind of surprised about that too. Like I had forgotten that happened. If you want him, if you're trying to recruit him, why neuralize him right here? Truly, you said to. Just had to re-explain what was going on for no reason. I wonder if they didn't want it to really inform him for his testing. So that he would be testing more clean slate. Maybe. Do you, did you think but the I other thought, military yes. guys already knew what they were trying out for more yeah, than he did? I kind of got that yeah. vibe because why else would they be shooting the aliens? Mm -hmm. So what's the point of any of this? Yeah, I didn't know. They didn't ask him any specific questions that would have given him a leg up from that little interaction he'd already had with Kay. Yeah. He's just neuralizer happy. He's right. He's giving he, people brain cancer. He definitely is neuralizer happy. So we come out of the testing and he's like, I'm going to give you some time to think about it. Blah, blah, blah. And this is one of, again, another one of those one liners that I love when they're chatting about, you know, all the aliens all over everything. A person is smart. People are dumb. Right. True. And it's so true. And so many times Jared and I are doing something and we always say people are stupid, not dumb, and we misquote it. But the idea is the same. A person is smart, and people, when they get together, they get all mobby, and they stop using their brain sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Start thinking <laughs> with their dipsticks. It's just ridiculous. So that is one of my favorite lines in this movie. Absolutely. And I, during that section, though, he wasn't selling him that hard. Like, there wasn't a lot of perks I mean, the, like, it's cool that there's aliens involved and that was the only selling, like there was no salary vacation. There was no, like, you're going to get access to like this or that. It was yeah. just like, I don't know. What do you think you should do this? And he had like barely introduced him to it. I think it's like, you can't just do this job like any other job yeah. because the anonymity, which he didn't really go into, which I feel like he should have. Although he kind of alluded he said to you'd, it. You'd drop all of your human connections or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you can't really 
do anything else and this job. So if you don't feel really drawn to do it in the first place, like don't even, don't even try. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't absolutely love that clothing item in the store, you're never going to wear it when you take it home. Yeah. So if you don't act like if you're having this conversation with Kay and you don't absolutely feel deep in your bones that you need to do this to figure out what else is out there and everything, then don't bother going back. Although I'm kind of like, if he decided not to, how do they track him down and neuralize him? Right. Well, I mean, how do they track him down? Like he got on his computer and went like click, click, click and pulled up like that. Oh, I you know, know. They can. Because it's super easy to do that. Yeah. Don't you know? Yeah. They can follow you. Well, when you've got enough technology and government assets on your side, I guess it probably is that easy. My other fun thing that I write down. So he decides he's going to take the job. He goes back in and I. I know that they kind of use this as a throwaway bit, but as somebody who goes to work and has, you know, interviewed and applied for jobs in my lifetime, I love that he says, you chose me, so recognize the skills. Yeah. Which I think is really, again, kind of a funny thing, but realistic. You did pick me. These are the things that you liked about me. Just don't forget that. Because he's going to screw up and do stupid things, but that's, one of the things that they kind of mm-hmm. picked him for his outside of the box thinking. Yeah, yeah. That was one. Of the, so, I mean, I haven't really mentioned any of this yet, but I didn't, I didn't, the one liners don't always like really grab me. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's a kind of era contextual, like I, Ant-Man or Iron Man, like I think are to me are funnier. Like, so like a bit like that where he's like, I don't like being called, you know, Sport I don't want to be called ace. Bud or Son or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, he immediately calls him Slick. And then Rip Torn says it a couple of times, but he never does anything about it. It doesn't trigger him. It's not like um, Michael J. Fox getting called Chicken and getting mad yeah. and Back to the Future. It doesn't like, it's just, it, it, it's supposed to be funny in and of itself. And it, it just wasn't quite enough for me. Like there were yeah. some bits like that, that they wanted you to just, they wanted him to do a one liner and just like make a face. And like, I'm supposed to just like crack up at it. So some of those things like didn't totally hit home for me. And that was one of them. I wanted it to come back. Um, like I said, having something to do with Rip Torn being a bad guy or like, you know, he misremembers, he's a secret scroll, like something. Um, and it never really, I don't know. It didn't land for me. My favorite thing that did land, they go to Edgar's house. They talk to the wife before they neuralize her and stuff. And they're looking in the, no, this is after the neuralizer. They're looking in where the ship landed and mm-hmm. he takes the sample and everything. And he's like, when can I get one of them, you know, memory device thingies? And I don't remember what he, he says. says like, when he's you grow like, up or something. Yeah, you grow up. And then he like flips him off yeah. like as he scratches his head. And he's just like looking at him really seriously. It's like that, like that was funny. Like it, that was just like a normal human interaction. It mm-hmm. wasn't Will Smith like trying to, trying to you be know, funny. F- f- trying so hard to be funny with like you know, curling up really weird in the egg when you're like, okay, like I get that. Like, you know, it's trying to be funny that he's like too big. Like the egg isn't shaped right, but you would just fix it. Any one of like several pretty straightforward ways, right. you know? And so when it's, when it, those bits that were more grounded, like versus him just going, Whoa, there's an alien baby. And then like flipping up and down. And like, and, and that was kind of like, just cause in the background too, it wasn't like if we were just focused on that and we didn't have the stuff with Kay, that wouldn't it have would like landed as much yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, so, I agree. I don't want to try too hard. That I mean, baby it's was asking kind a lot. Of, like interestingly cute looking. Oh yeah, it was cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, in a very Guardians of the Galaxy type of way, I thought. 
Maybe. Like yeah. you, like that kind of thing where Quill is like fighting with whatever and it comes out as this little baby or, you know, how he like, I mean, Quill didn't, he sleep with like women of all kinds of different alien races or something and Guardians of the Galaxy or, because in the very first one he has a girl over in his ship or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm with you. It seemed like the kind of bit that would have come out or something like that. I do like how good Tommy Lee Jones is at being like, I'm Dr. Manheim and this is Dr. White and we're from this place. Like he can just whip those out so quickly. Yeah. And him calling Will Smith, Dr. White (laughs) was, that was pretty funny. And there's like a really big explanation for him and he's very simple explanation for Will Mm -hmm. Smith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dr. Whatever your name is. And so I got the impression that they were just doing that almost to, as an excuse to have Will Smith just improvise himself like in a funny way out of whatever situation mm-hmm. it is. And so I wonder, do you think any of that actually was improv? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Like yeah, because when- I just read something that said that was talking about a couple lines that were improv, but I don't remember what they were now. I could see like anything from them in the morgue where he's like half flirting, but half trying to pretend he's a doctor when he reaches into mm-hmm. the body and... Um, yep, they're all fine. Some of that. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Well, what I meant was, uh, yeah, yeah. it's just very Fresh Prince. Also, I really liked that little alien. We skipped ahead the whole bit about meeting Rosenberg and yeah, his Yeah, the tiny dudes in the heads friend. and yeah, and the murders at the diner. Yes. So like some of the bits, like the standalone bits didn't work for me, but the diner stuff I thought did. Like when he is, he just like kills him really quick or he um, had like folded the guy all the way in half yes. and stuck him on the shelf. Um, some of that was pretty good. I like how the the big tough cook guy is standing there. He's like, yeah. you're not getting out of here. He just immediately launches him out of the yeah. way. Yeah. And I feel like you were supposed to think that he's like this big tough guy and then bam, gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, the one guy was so big and tall that it turned out they were both just mech suits for little tiny alien boys. And I really liked the, the Rosenberg alien guy. Like he was kind of a cute little alien too. Mm-hmm. Oh, the li- even the, just the little one himself. Yeah. When he's like, <laughs> Orion's. Uh. Yeah. Did you think that the Orion's belt bit was like a good misdirect with taking him to the, I mean, I figured it out pretty quickly that it was something that it was the cat. It was on the cat's collar or whatever. Um, and so I thought it could have been a little subtler, but maybe people were just dumber going to the movies in 1997 and they needed to have their hand held. Cause it had like his name on the wall a bunch of times. You saw his collar and it was like very like repeatedly, I thought it was a little heavy handed. What did you think? Um, I think people were more distracted with all yeah. of the special effects and everything right. that they weren't necessarily paying attention to those. I think movies nowadays, nowadays, I don't know. Hide Easter eggs harder. They hide Easter yeah. eggs harder or if you know that's the kind of movie you like, you seek those movies out. Yeah. Like you want to be looking into it and finding the puzzle pieces and you know what I mean? But I don't think that was as common back more then. like specialized. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, Marvel movies have so many Easter eggs in them and those are as mainstream as it gets right now. I guess Star Wars, Star Wars 2 is going to have Easter eggs in it. I think at one point I pulled together that it was the cat Orion was the cat, but it wasn't the first thing that I thought of. I also don't know that I buy the little alien guy not understanding what a collar is. Mm -hmm. 
if also, he had very obviously been living on Earth. How did he, he happened to just die exactly then? Like he li- lived there struggling, almost dead in this body the whole time until Will Smith opens it up and then he's got 15 more seconds of life. That was very convenient. Yeah. He had no visual injuries either. How did he die? He was zapped through the neck with the stinger. Oh, you mean the little alien guy little didn't alien have guy. visible inter- yeah. injur- injuries. You don't know that like that wasn't his leg or something that got struck through. Okay. And then he, he, was what, he developed only an infection. All in the head? I think he was all in the head. Okay. Maybe. That's he kind was of doing more fine like what I was that? thinking. Well, but then why, why is the cadaver, why is the, his body suit dead or dead equivalent? And he doesn't, if he can't breathe oxygen, you told me he doesn't have a fail safe where the head can pop off and he can scurry away to get into his own tank or, I mean, it was, that's really poorly made then. Because what the guy did was he stabbed both of them in the neck, didn't he? Yes. Isn't that what Vincent D'Onofrio yes. did? So let's say he cut out the central control system when he did that. Okay. For lack of a better term. Okay. So now you're, you've got this whole super complicated thing, but like, hope nothing ever happens to your suit's neck because then you're totally screwed immediately. Poor planning on their part for their mech suits. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they're coming to Earth at, for asylum, though, or what did he call it? Apolitical what? Yeah, apol- an apolitical yeah, planet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not expecting to get... Or is it like... Counterpoint, if you're needing to seek asylum (laughs) and you're the crown prince of whatever, you kind of are expecting to be followed. I do also love how Tommy Lee Jones recognized him right away. Oh, that's Rosenberg, the crown prince of the Archelians. They loved him or whatever. How did he track him down? How did he know he was at that diner? The bug. He saw him leave and followed him. Oh, that's right. He saw him leave the jewelry store and followed him to the diner. That's right. So he went to his house. Yeah. He went to his jewelry store. He went to his jewelry store. He looked him up. He'd gotten a tip off that Rosenberg was the, actually the crown prince or whatever. The guardian of the galaxy. Marvel. Did you recognize the really tall bone structured guy from the men in black headquarters? The second time we saw him. Yeah. In the, oh yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, he mm-hmm. was from there. Okay. I remember him saying specifically because they asked Fruits for the duration vegetables. of his stay and he said lunch. Lunch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that he had said that. How about when they're, I know we're jumping around a little bit, but we're back in the morgue when he's like, you ever flashy thing me? Yeah. And he, nope. And, okay. Okay, nope. I'm being serious. Did you ever flashy thing me? We're up to the point where we've got Rosenberg's dead. The bug has the little capsule of diamonds. We're trying to figure out what's going on. All the aliens are evacuating Earth, essentially. And we get Frank the Pug. There was so much less Frank the Pug than I was expecting there to be. I thought this, I thought, thought Frank the Pug was going to then become their third sidekick, the little wisecracking dude. So I think what happened is everybody liked him so much in this movie, he mm-hmm. gets a bigger role in the next one. Got it. But I did notice, like, when they go to talk to him, there's like the very ghostly looking yeah. man. Yeah. And Kay just like stands in front of the guy in this very awkward way. And then the guy like backs up. I remember him going and grabbing Frank the Pug, but I didn't think it was weird. I I thought the guy was there so that Will Smith could go, oh, that guy's obviously an alien. Like that isn't even a good costume. That's exactly what he was there for. But then they didn't give him a good out, which I definitely noticed. He just kept shaking the dog. Which, listen, as a dog lover, I don't love that. But 
at least the dog didn't die. It didn't resonate with me that much because you couldn't do that to my dogs because they're too big. That's, <laughs> so yeah. That's you as a You're small like, that's dog. that's unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just like, well, not a problem for me. Like, that's only a problem for people with little dogs and they should get bigger dogs next time. So then we get, we get guns. Mm-hmm. We get the little noisy mm-hmm. cricket. But still has a bunch of kickback and blows stuff up. Which and, is crazy. Yeah. Also, this is very poor gun safety. You need to explain the kind of weapon you're giving mm-hmm. to a About new the user. Recoil. Obviously, they should train on it before they take it out into the yeah, wild. Have time. I'm just saying. There's no time. My notes really fall off here in terms of quantity because I'm just like watching. Like there's a lot going on. Yes, it's fast paced. I'm so just trying much. to stay with it. So I do love we get to the second morgue scene and she's doing the, she's pointing down yes. and he keeps, keeps thinking that she's, she's like, like oh propositioning yeah, baby, him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like in a little bit, but yeah. and like, I don't I want to say he's being kind of dense there, which is like the point. But also like. I mean, it was kind of hard to tell like exactly what she was. She wasn't being super She was clear. not being super helpful. Yeah. Well, she couldn't be. I mean, like, welcome to being in that kind of situation. So I get it, but. I mean, I've never been in that situation, but I feel like she could have done just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it all goes up because the cat jumps on the tray or whatever, the cart that's yeah. in between them, and the bug grabs him and... And goes. And also, I felt really bad about her head getting slammed through the window mm-hmm. as he jumps up the window. Yeah. Like, ouch. I thought the cat was going to be uh, one of the cats from Captain Marvel. A Florian or whatever that can like. Yeah. I thought he was he, not necessarily that, but he was going to be a little more than just a cat. Also, I was excited to see the cat because I, I like animals in movies and it was a really cute little cat. <laughs> um, How many cats do you think played that cat? I don't know. But Jeremy will look it up. How did I said it? Definitely more than one. Yeah. Um, I also, this is another part that's like real life, real life applicable when, so Will Smith is firing into the road mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. And Tommy Lee Jones K is like, what are you doing? Knock it off. And he's like, I don't know if you've forgotten, but there's a bug and blah, blah, blah. And our Killian battleship. And Kay's like, there's always, you know, yeah. a death ray or, or whatever. There's always an emergency. And the only way people survive it is they keep going on with their lives. And it's just like saying, like, these guys are in this in this job where everything is always an emergency. And it, it adjusts the way you approach things. Like, mm-hmm. if, if everything's an emergency, nothing is. So you have to respond. Get jaded. Yeah. Yeah. Accordingly. Which I think is very lifey mm-hmm. so they're back at headquarters and we get the old guy's comment they're trying to figure out where he could be taking off and this is what leads me to one of my repetitive beefs with all movies every movie he's gonna take it's off. it's like too whimsical okay let's just get to the point okay brass tacks he's gonna take off in one of the <laughs> ships ignoring me <laughs> from um the world's fair uh-huh And my whole point is, if we look back, think back to when he's rolling his ship that he came to Earth on into the exterminator Mm -hmm. van. He's Mm got to break the roof so it sits in there properly. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's right. That that works. But in just another scene or two, we see him basically strip off his Edgar suit. Mm -hmm. And he's huge. He's huge. He's very big. He is very big. How did he How fit into that? How did he that? fit in the freaking spaceship? He must have been a bunch of little bugs. 
It can probably debug. Um, like, like in Power like Rangers. in Stranger Things uh, season three. Spoiler alerts for Stranger Things. So, spoiler alerts for Stranger Things season three, which came out in uh, summer two thousand nineteen. Uh, when he it's when he's the meat flayer and it's like he can like melt down and and like go through grates and stuff like that and then like form back up. Hmm. See, now I'm just thinking of Terminator. So there's that. You know, I haven't seen Terminator, right? Well, I'm just saying maybe we should add that. To the he's list. like Gooigi from Luigi's Mansion 2. No, no, not even you don't. You're not sure. A firm no. Firm, firm no. I don't get that reference. Um, I didn't think you were going to get the reference. The reference wasn't for you. Mm. The reference was for both of our other listeners. For both of our other <laughs> listeners. The two that we know we have. Rachel and uh, Jeremy. I don't. Oh, Jeremy does listen to it. So nice. I think we're up to maybe four. Nice. Okay. I'm sorry, but how does he fit in the spaceship? I'm just saying. And then yeah. when they crashed the one spaceship, that. how did he fit into there? Well, that spaceship was huge. Mm, was it? It was big. It didn't look that big. And how then, does he fit into the how does he fit into the Edgar suit? It's magic. It's alien magic. Alien technology magic. Okay. How does Tommy Lee Jones fit in the bug's belly and come out that I don't know. Full person. That I don't know. We got like one shot of him in there with the amniotic fluid and yeah. that was it. And they were like, okay, yada, yada. He's going to get out of this. Yeah. I just don't understand all that. And I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. these are the things that bother me about movies. I don't have a lot. Let's be honest. I don't have a lot that bothers me about movies. You're being sarcastic, right? Actually, I wasn't. <laughs> you don't like any of the movies that I bring to the podcast. Um, but that's not Whimsy, the same one. as not, Animals not liking dying. them for myself is not the same as being like super annoyed about their existence. Gotcha. Like I can appreciate that other people like them, but this perspective thing about things fitting where they we have to be we have to be consistent about having the vehicles be big enough you're not annoyed by k being able to drive upside down on a tunnel nope, push the little red button a I'm good four. With that. so as long as as long as you they put in a macguffin of some kind where it's like oh because i did this then now it's explained away then yeah. you're good if they explain it fine okay. then i will accept that somebody at least thought about the fact that k couldn't actually fit inside the bug mm-hmm K fitting inside the bug, I, yeah, that one's tough. Him fitting inside the a first the bug spaceship. fitting inside the first spaceship. I'm not that worried about that, just because it's a spaceship. Like but it can have some kind of condensing technology okay. that they're not explaining. I mean, this movie doesn't do any explaining of anything. Like it is very exposition light. Like yes. we are used to. We we now in 2023 are used to movies that you know, understand the intelligence of the audience. Like we're going to have to explain stuff to them or else, you know, all the nerds online are going to get mad about how this is inconsistent with this or that. And back then it was like, it's an alien spaceship. Like who cares? Yeah. Yeah. He'll freaking figure it out. I think. Mm, But see, this thing has not gotten better with, with time size and perspective has not gotten better with time. They're still screwing it up in movies today. Like what? Um, I don't remember the the next time I find one, I'll text you. That's literally the entire premise of Ant-Man. I think they nailed it. No, and I Ant-Man buy 2. that one Ant-Man because 3 is bad. he literally and shrinks. And I stand by it. Quantum mania. There weren't enough ants. He literally shrinks mm-hmm. and gets big. Like, Great. I buy that. Right. They're doing a good job. Yeah. So they are doing, they're good at it in movies okay. now. Okay, Ant-Man doesn't count. Oh, uh, okay. Like, that's the one the movie good movie they did it in. <laughs> the one good movie they did it in. Okay, so anyways, um, they get the galaxy, yay. And we find out towards the end of that 
that Zed's a bad guy. Rip Torn ends up betraying everyone. Pulls that a giant neuralizer. Tommy Lee Jones is training a replacement. Mm-hmm. We missed them just straight up popping his air, but two shots, one shot each from two guns that looked different, yeah. but had different, but had the same ball of light come out of them. Two shots, all it took. And then it landed right there back next to them. Yeah. You're not concerned about that? Nah. That's all fine. That's fine. I don't have but to be concerned why is the spaceship too small? I, because they. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. That's the thing that bothers me. And as somebody who's very particular about movies, I would have thought it bothered you too. But it doesn't. No, I didn't notice that. It didn't bother. I mean, what I just said bothered me more is why would it land in that exact same place? I don't think maybe it did. he's it purposely steering them. it back. The, I mean, within a hundred yards, he's purposely steering it back there so we can get to the other one that they haven't blown up yet. Okay, I'm back in. You're back in. Yep. <laughs> I'm with That's you. That's fine. That makes sense. Kay is training a replacement uh-huh. and not a partner. I didn't like this. This was stupid. This is too abrupt. Yeah, because two he's days trained of training. Now? He's trained now after two after days. After two days. He doesn't know freaking anything. Exactly. He can't speak any of the languages. He doesn't know any of the things are. He doesn't know any of the protocols. He doesn't have a password. You can't tell me he can log into the HR database. He doesn't. He can't clock in, clock out. He's on a 37-hour day or something. Exactly. No, this is ridiculous. That's- Kay isn't even that old. He just did perfectly fine with all of the physical travails. We got one scene of him being like, man, remember that girl I didn't get to marry when he was zooming in on her and she was gardening and only wearing like a pink men's dress shirt or something. That yeah. was kind of weird. And that's it. That's it. And so now we're like, oh, Kay has a rich inner life and personal life with personal ambitions. And uh, he wants to retire already. We already had D get too old and retire at the beginning. And Kay is way more way on younger. it than that guy yeah. and way younger. So it doesn't make any sense. I agree. I didn't buy it. I and didn't like it. That's why I brought it up because it annoyed me. It annoyed that's me. The one thing. Also, I'm like, why is he retiring? I don't understand why he's retiring and not moving to a different position in the yeah. company. He should be the new Zed. If he didn't want to be Zed running was a bad around. Guy. Yeah, he could just be in there. Yeah, just be in there. Okay. Just be a diplomat or something. Then we get to the end. And now the lady coroner is a man in black. Yes. Okay. Agent L, probably, because her name's Laurel. I don't know. But anyways, my note here is that they upgraded the glasses. Disagree. Downgraded. The new glasses (laughs) look stupid. I have a note. (laughs) They look kind of goggly. Second to last note, bad news. Will's new glasses look terrible. They were very Matrix-y. They, they were, were very, very Matrix-y. That is exactly what I thought. They were very turn of the century. I thought they were bad. I only like one type of sunglasses. What, I, what is it? I don't know. Aviators are the only good sunglasses. Oh. Every other sunglasses makes you look like you are a racist middle-aged white man who's filming a video in his car about how, you know, we should never forgive student loans or whatever. It's like they just, it's, you're, you have a son that plays baseball and you yell at him whenever he strikes out. I feel Those so are just your regular Oakleys or whatever. <laughs> you don't look like a thumb. You have hair, and I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, so aviators. Obvious change in the glasses. How Other, about that? Maybe I, I won't don't say like upgrade. the aviators are associated are closely correlated with the with police officers. But other than that, aviators. That's all I have. And then <laughs> I have one more note. Go. What's your note? The wrapping over the end credits was dated. Ismail Smith being like, aliens are my biggest friends. Yeah. And when we hang out, the fun never ends. I go up, down, left, right. It was it was not good. So there's a music video 
with I mean, an is alien it in it. Is it terrible? I think it's hilarious. Okay, so it's terrible. It probably is. <laughs> but, and I thought if you wanted to watch it, we could watch it. Um, the other note that I have is we definitely know there was puppeteering in this and kudos to them because yeah. some of those aliens looked really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah, love a puppet. They just, every time I saw like those, oh, uh, those aliens who were like drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes. Yes, or, I love them. I was like, that, that is very much out of a Marvel movie. Like the little, just wisecracking, like jerk sidekick worms. alien worms. I think they call yeah, them the worms. Definitely yeah. out of a Marvel movie. And they also were in the second one. Fun fact. Yeah. I told you that I was, I'd started listening to a podcast that is just about bad movies where they were covering men in black too. Right. No, mm-hmm. I stopped I listening to it once I knew we were going to watch this. I stopped listening to that episode. Okay. That one was not one of my favorites. It's not exactly critically acclaimed. We did forget to talk about when they're when they walk up to the observation at MIB headquarters, all of the famous people that are aliens. I didn't see any of that. Who were they? Okay, so I have a oh, list. Oh, okay, no, 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 you're talking about Sylvester Stallone and Steven um, Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, I saw. Well, he was a producer on it. That was more of an Easter egg than anything else. I George did like that. Lucas. Sure, same thing. Al Roker. Yep, Al Roker was on there. Dionne Warwick. Okay. Barry and Chloe. Manilow. Sonnenfeld. Okay, the, so it's a lot of people like associated with the movie. Yeah, except, I mean, Sly is not associated right. with the movie. Yeah, yeah, But anyway, so that was fun. And then how Fox about when whatever. he's laughing, he's like, it's strange, right? And he's like, no, I swear, my third His grade teacher. teacher yeah. And he automatically knows what teacher. Yeah. Love that. Well, there's only 1,500 in the world, and most of them are in New York. Yeah. So that's Men in Black. So would you watch it again? <sighs> I wouldn't, I'm not going to seek it out to watch it again. <laughs> I, but would you so turn it, it like, off if somebody else was watching? Would you be like, I wouldn't oh, do man. that with hardly if I would just leave if yeah. someone else was watching it. I probably, I would probably not stick. If someone was like, Hey, what's your minute black tonight? I probably would not go come over like, for um, that. I I'm think I've go got it. Somewhere else. I think I've got it. And I think that I would watch a Marvel movie for, to get the same fix. Yeah. I think I get it. It's like, what if it it's like, it's like Iron A, Iron Man, but like instead of, you know, people say like 2.0, like the Evolve version, mm-hmm. it's like 0.75. It's yeah. like they hadn't, they, they didn't quite have the formula. I mean, it's short and it's breezy and I like that about it. And Tommy yeah. Lee Jones is really good. Um, but it is, it's really, they were like, okay, let's uh, make a movie where Will Smith acts goofy with a bunch of aliens. And it doesn't quite... And Which, he, he doesn't quite, it doesn't quite all hit for me, but, but that, but I'm not watching it in that context where he is like the biggest star on the planet at this point. And this is what everyone wants is more of him. Just Will Smith making his faces and doing Will Smith things. And which, I get that. By the way, Will Smith wasn't the first choice choice. Really? Or maybe I shouldn't say wasn't the first choice. I would say there were other actors that were, that were considered highly at least. considered. Yeah. Wow. Um, one being, uh, Chris David Schwimmer. For the Will Smith part? Yeah. I guess I can see him being like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, me kind of making faces about stuff. Yeah. And I also David read Schwimmer. somewhere oh, that sliding doors moment uh, Clint Eastwood sure. was approached mm-hmm. for the Tommy Lee Jones mm-hmm. role. Same thing. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. So how does this, just to, to step it back for a second, uh-huh. how do you 
Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black versus Tommy Lee Jones right. in No Country for Old Men. Right. Um, very different. I mean, he's much more animated in this. He's much more active. Which is saying a lot because it's not like he's super animated. Yeah, I think my <laughs> he jumps up and down there at the end to get the alien to eat him. <laughs> um, I think my I think my bigger takeaway is how not that different he looks. I mean, I guess those movies are only like ten or twelve years apart, probably. Um, but he, I think he pulls off both really well. I think he's really good in both. It's like he's, he's older, but he's like sort of frozen at that mm-hmm. age in a lot of his movies. Mm-hmm. Like that's just sort of. And you want to say that he's funnier in this, but there's an undercurrent of him, of his like kind of good old, you know, sheriff, you know, making light of tough situations with humor. Like he's not totally stoic in every scene. Like he, you know, drinks coffee and kind of jokes around with his secretary about, you know, Mm -hmm. another one of these tomorrow or whatever. So like you kind of see those comedy chops to some extent. Um but I mean, as far as like, like Jeremy was saying, the improv and that kind of stuff, that is cool to, you know, that he can do that. Yeah. So I think it's a testament to, you can anchor very different kinds of movies around um, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Not that he, he's much more a co-lead. I mean, there's two co-leads of this and then there's three of No Country for Old Men, right? With He Shigur. works very good yeah. with other people mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like... I don't want to say he works very good. Like maybe they argue all the time. I don't know. I didn't look that up, but he, right. he does really well when there are movies that he can play off of mm-hmm. different people with, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah. In the fugitive, which you haven't seen. Correct. There's that one is definitely not comedy. No, there's, he's not hilarious. There's, there's Isn't that not about a, Harrison Ford getting framed for murdering his wife or something. Yes. Okay. Not a lot of comedy in that one. Um, but he still has this very, like at the very beginning of this movie, when they are, um, when he's with D, and they're like, the the special teams comes in and he's I'm like, you this right now, he was not speaking Spanish there. That was dubbed over. That was ADR'd. That was not coming out of Tommy Lee Jones's oh, mouth. Why didn't we ring that? Up? I do not think it was coming. I'm out. glad the you Spanish said it now. was pretty good. Yeah. His Spanish was pretty good. It was better. It was his Spanish was much better than the cops, um, but. Definitely Tommy Lee Jones and maybe the cop were not speaking it extemporaneously at that moment. Yeah. Um, After the Spanish part, when the special teams comes in and he's like, we need a perimeter and we need this. Mm -hmm. That was very the fugitive because he delivers very similar lines Mm -hmm. in a very similar way. Mm -hmm. But there's none of this leadership. Yeah, he is definitely has a very good leadership role in that movie, too. But not a lot of the underlying humor because the subject of that movie is way more serious. Yeah, it's so dark. But it is so it's so really good. And like you said, the way he can anchor different types of mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's it for men in black. Follow us on Instagram, Tumblr. We should have a Tumblr. Oh, I would Lord. run our Tumblr. It would be weird too. Are we okay with it being weird? Will you do whatever It's on you Tumblr. Want. So it has to be weird. Okay. Or you can call us at two, four, zero, six, six, eight, four, three, seven, six. And tell us about how you think, Will Smith putting his gun in his tied around his waist jacket is utterly ridiculous. And you can also be on my side with the whole size perspective thing. Yeah, just be on Justice Side. I need everything. some more backup. That's there. fine. Call or text. Or text. You 240 Flabber. Same thing. 240 668 4376. 
call or text. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Okay, we're doing a live watch of the Men in Black music the Men in video. Black music video. Aliens are my favorite sport. I love the way they dribble up and down the court. is here come the men in black it's a little heavy handed where were all these people remember that just in case we have a face to face and make contact the title held by me mmb means what you think you saw you did not see so don't play okay maybe you're gonna cut in this music so we don't it's not gonna be coming through the speakers Silence, guard against extraterrestrial violence. But yo, we ain't on no government list. We straight don't exist. No names and no fingerprints. Saw something strange, watch your back. Cause you never quite know where the MIBs is at. Uh, and. I think that Will Smith should stick to acting. But I'm also judging it by 2023 standards of rapping. Night on the horizon, bright light into sight tight. Camera zoom on the impending doom, but then like boom, black suits fill the room up. I want it to be known for the audience that Jeremy can rap every single word of this. I've never seen Wild Wild West. Yeah, that part was okay. Men in black. And this is the guy from the beginning. Yeah, but like a all CGI worse version of him. Definitely. Doesn't mean they're not over their skis. Let me see you just bounce with me, just bounce with me, just bounce with me. Come on, let me see you just slide with me, just slide with me, just slide. Oh, I love them trying to make it into a wedding dance song. Take a walk with me, come on, and make it work. Now freeze. I love that the alien is dancing. This is so long. I know we might seem imposing, but trust me, if we ever show in your section, believe me, it's for your own protection. Because we see things that you need not see, and we be places that you need not be. So go with your life, forget the Roswell crap show up. This would be good if Tommy Lee Jones was in it. Outside of just the clips that they're showing. He's done? I don't know if he's even been in an eclipse. He was. Oh, like of the. Of the movie. Scene. Yeah, coming like that. back, yeah. Agent K ne- or Jay never would have stopped there. He would have kept running. Yes, absolutely. He would have sprinted after the car. And then you get neuralized. 
and, and they work the it. neuralizer so quickly. He's like swivels it to how many minutes or hours yeah. or years he wants it just immediately. 